In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. We so easily fall into judgment. We judge that which we do not understand. We judge that which we see but don't comprehend. We judge that which is atypical, unusual, extraordinary. And yet, we pray for that which is atypical, unusual, and extraordinary. How long had the children of Israel prayed for a release from captivity? And yet, when they were led into the wilderness, they did not understand. And they rebuked Moses for having brought them into the desert that they may die there. How long had they prayed for the Savior who had come and released them from the new servitude? And yet when he came, they reviled him, they rebuked him, and they called him a sinner and one who has Beelzebub. Today's gospel is the exact opposite. The disciples were walking with our Lord, and they turned to him and said, Lord, this man here, this blind man, who sinned, him or his parents? And our Lord instantly responded to them, neither this man nor his parents, but that the glory of God be revealed. No one sinned here. This is not a cause of anyone's iniquity. In actual fact, this is so that the glory of God will be revealed in this man, this man who was looked down upon, this man who was a beggar, this man who was reviled, this man who was seen as an outcast. Through him, the glory of God will be revealed. This is why this is happening. And something that really only caught my attention very recently is a direct response, I think. So this man has his eyes anointed, goes to the pool, washes, and suddenly sees. Then they come to him. Who opened your eyes? I don't know. He told me to go and wash, and now I see. Who opened your eyes? I don't know. He tells the story again. Who opened your eyes and again? And then they say to him, we know this man is a sinner. And this is the beauty then. This man, who was a beggar, uneducated, being of a very low social status, reviled, dismissed, marginalized, says to them, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But the one thing I know is that I was blind and now I see. Our Lord says to his disciples, no one has sinned here but that the glory of God be revealed. The blind man says, 
I don't know if he's a sinner. I'm not here to pass judgment. I can only comment on what I know. I was blind, and now I can see. And he goes on to say, we know, we know that acts like this can only be done by God through those who are righteous. You see, if we spent less time judging the actions of others and more time on self-understanding, we'd be in a much better place. If we spent less time looking outward and more time looking inward, we would have a greater understanding. We look outward because that's easy. It's simple. I can see people walking down the street. I can see even people sitting in the church. I can pass judgment, and they will never know what's going through my mind. It is a conversation I'm having with myself. They can't respond. They can't reply. They can't defend themselves. They can't confirm or deny. I have had this conversation with myself, past judgment, have been judge and jury, and I find myself vindicated and righteous in that. And yet, to look inward, I need to have a conversation with myself. I need to have a conversation with myself and give account. If I look inward and say, you've lied, I need to process whether I've actually lied or not. If I look inward and say, you've been unkind, you've been judgmental, I need to process and figure out whether I've actually been unkind or judgmental. I need to process that in and of myself. And that becomes difficult. It's good, it's enriching, it's empowering, it adds to our development, but it's tough. It's difficult. You know, in your own work, in your own studies, you'll be asked to do self-assessment. And you have to answer those really tedious questionnaires. Sometimes you don't want to do them because they're just long. Sometimes because the questions are just difficult. And sometimes because I don't want to answer. I don't want to incriminate myself. I don't want to see and own up to the injustice which is within me. And so I reflect it outward. I see it out there. I judge it out there. And in here, it keeps festering. It keeps growing. It keeps developing. And it turns into something that is greater and greater. The disciples would have had much better output if they had looked into their lives and St. Peter had said, well, would I ever deny him? St. Thomas, would I ever deny the reality of his resurrection? James and John, are we ever going to be self-righteous, wanting power on his right and on his left? St. John, would I ever leave him and run away? at a time of need. 
and yet it was out there. Is this man a, a sinner? Are his parents sinners? And sometimes it's not really their fault. That's what they learned. They learned that this was a manifestation of sin. So many times over this past year, we have heard people talking about what is happening in a worldwide pandemic as a manifestation of God's wrath and anger. Based on what fact? Based on which reality? Based on whom? Based on our God who created us? who loved us although we fell, who came to redeem us, who ascended to the cross, who rose and raised us, which part of that reality tells us that God is going to completely consume an entire globe in a pandemic just to punish? Maybe the question is, rather than saying, who has sinned to cause this, the question might be, how will the glory of God be revealed in this? Will it be revealed in the resilience of faith and people who continue to hold on to their faith? Will it be revealed in acts of kindness and generosity? Would it be revealed in faithfulness and selflessness and people working to keep us all safe in so many ways? Will it be revealed in greater community? Will it be revealed in kind gestures to people we don't even know? Because you know what? That's all happened. Just today, we have people on site here testing key frontline workers who want to go back to work and make sure everyone's safe doing it. The people who have been setting up here since 8 o'clock in the morning are doing their job and out to serve people. The people who are coming to be tested are trying to make sure that they're safe. The stewards who met you at the door are here to help you. You are here to pray for others. It's happening. It's not about who caused this. It's about which of the aspects of the glory of God will be revealed vibrantly in this. We have seen it. We are seeing it. And we will continue to see it. Because this is the image and likeness of God within us. When we act and live according to that image and likeness, we become the light of the world. We become hope in the world. We become promise. When we reflect the light of our Lord and our Savior, we reflect life and joy and hope. Rather than fear and anxiety. Of course we all feel fear and anxiety. Of course we do. But in measure in proportion, do what we can, but realize we must try to be a source of hope and light as we are, as our Lord tells us, the light of the world. Today we pray.
for the good acts we see. Today we give thanks for the glory of God that is revealed in people we meet every day, in you, as you go along your life every day. We give thanks for the light that is in the world, and we pray that our world continues to heal and continues to see the glory of God. And glory be to God forever.